no more. I don't like people who make mistakes. We're going to put you on ice for a while. Thirteen generations ago, our overpopulated world built the southern sun. Attention. Prepare for shuttle Lancer landing. Lancer to Southern Sun. A self-sufficient spaceship that would be home to thousands of migrants. Located rescue beacon and survivors. They're all female and identify themselves as Valerians. With a ten-light year journey to a new and uncolonized world. It's true, Kelgan. They've managed to uncover even the smallest details of our well-laid plans. Our current descendants have come to accept the Southern Sun as their home and work for a better future for their children. Our children, our heirs and successors. Well, David, it's a great honor serving you and your ship. Battlestar Galactica. While most of the inhabitants of this generation are content. That's what it's all about. But this would directly oppose the law of the universe, yeah. the law of the galaxy. There are some who have grown restless and impatient. Forget the law. No, no, the law must be upheld. We cannot break it. What is it? I don't know what it's called. What is it called? My movie. Better. Enjoy it, folks, and right now... Take hey, this, you big bitch. Begin movie now. We are here on this episode of this show. Welcome to the Reb Brown Club presents My Movie's Better presentation. We are watching, we watched the movie Space Mutiny. A 1988 South African space opera starring who else but Reb Brown, among Reb. other people. <laughs> Rebuary doesn't yes. end. Yeah, every, whenever we're around, it's always Rebuary. Rebuary will never end. Um, so we are also currently watching movies, so I guess this is sort of like a commentary. Uh, but anyway, this movie has a pretty great tagline that I think nails down the prop plot pretty well but also makes it sound like it's some sort of horror movie uh there is nowhere to hide from the enemy within does this movie have a xenomorph yeah or like is someone gonna be like ah like claw their face <laughs> yeah. off they'll look it's like under my skin they'll look like the mind rot um magic the gathering card i don't know if you know that card from like, i haven't way seen back it, but i can imagine it's just like I think it was someone just ripping the flesh off their it's face it's like guys like head is like exploding i'll send you a picture of <laughs> all it. right um so yeah, this movie is twelve uh, percent rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think is unfair because it's so enjoyable to watch. It's and fresh in its own way. It yeah. has great space scenes. And so I, I should I should introduce my guests like a proper host. Welcome, guys. I have Evan John from the Dork Web here with me today. And as I said, we watched a Space Mutiny. And so this movie was also covered by MST3K. And so uh, it gained some popularity from them. That was the first time I saw it. But I think it stands alone as its own movie. Um, what do you guys think? It's uh, definitely a masterpiece in its own special way. Yeah. Like all Red Brown films. Oh, yeah. Good call with a, a labyrinth of thought. A labyrinth of thought. Yeah. It's definitely a labyrinth of something. Yeah. A labyrinth of editing. Yeah. A, a labyrinth of leotards. Oh, yeah. We should definitely talk about how there's more shoulder pads in this movie than in the NFL. Ba-boom, there's your first joke of the night. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's some strange costumes. There's also the, like, henchmen, as we're seeing now. Oh, I just went away. But the henchmen wearing the, like, uh, perhaps perhaps it's paintball gear or maybe, um, yeah, like, 
motor like a like like dirt bike yeah it's almost like he's wearing gear. no short no shirt but like a motocross yeah he's like definitely chest guard and shoulder pads he almost looks like a mortal Kombat character yeah he's i was just gonna say it's like mortal Kombat at the beach sometimes it's, yeah. or like uh he-man sort of too yeah. like yeah. yeah it's the, he's definitely not wearing a shirt under that and it's definitely <laughs> weird yeah because like he's the only person who looks like that yeah, and I like, guess what's your job on the ship? Oh, I'm like just like a henchman. Well, I gotta say because I feel like they he takes the role of like the like enforcer. Yeah, yeah, the enforcer to the bad guy, and uh, that is a total. They totally, totally fucked it up because they <laughs> should have given that part to the dog, the bounty hunter mullet guy. Oh yeah, who had like literally a gigantic dead raccoon on his head like that guy should have been and he should and he would have made more sense wearing that armor because he was all like he had a giant beard and the giant mullet it would have been like oh yeah that guy's like space barbarian whatever but no they just pick some random dude a lesser red brown yeah yeah definitely well no one can be red brown we all can't be yeah yeah i would uh the way i would classify this movie is it's kind of like um what did I say? Battlestar Galactica meets Space Channel 5. Now, uh, you should probably tell the audience why this is part Battlestar Galactica. Well, that's because they actually used Battlestar Galactica uh, scenes from the television show. So this yeah. movie is quite literally part Battlestar. Oh, right now on yeah. the screen. Yeah, we're Viper seeing Mark II's. Viper Mark IIs, and I guess those are Cylons. They might be. I don't know, yeah. but it's def. I mean, as far as I have researched, it, it is definitely. I mean, they even they call them Vipers. Oh yeah, and this is the movie they call them vipers as well. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and then the I don't know. It's but it they're like so. I don't think that is. I don't know if the computer stuff is also from that, but uh, definitely that is like all the so basically all the good footage. And so you it, see yeah, any good special? Yeah, re, you see Red Brown looking like a TV dinner in their footage. It's just yeah. I mean, for all we know, this movie might take place in the same universe. I could. It actually could be the Galactica. Because really, the whole story is the same, too. They're yeah, like a colony a, ship yeah, away from Earth. Yeah. They're just like, they just didn't say that Earth is gone yeah. or whatever. They say it's overpopulated. Yeah. I don't even By know. I, uh, never, I never watched the original Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I used to, every once in a while, I guess, catch episodes on like TV Land, maybe. Yeah. But I, I, and I didn't actually ever finish. Uh, that was another television show that I like dropped out on, though I did love like season two of the Battlestar Galactica on the new channel. Show. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. I'm like, wow, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was a good show. I just eventually just like, all right, I've had enough of this. <laughs> so, um, but it it's like I I don't know if it was like the same story. I know that the newer show was like way more gritty and grim dark. yeah yeah and i think the older show is sort of like cylons or like you know more like old doctor who yeah or like star trek yeah yeah or all the bad guys are just goofy as fuck yeah so uh the mitchell family infests this movie there he is right there with looking like santa claus you called him papa smurf yeah, essentially yeah he can't... serves the same role he's the got community. some weird like cheekbones he does i don't even know is it the cheekbones or or the fake beard I we think, don't know. Yeah, I think it's the fake beard. Yeah. Oh, because that's another thing that I was thinking about. You notice how, like, there, it seems like nobody has makeup on and there's no lighting in this movie. Like, there's some real big, like, heavy cuts that were made. But Cameron Mitchell definitely was in makeup because he has a fake beard. I, I feel like I need to address this now uh, about the uniforms in this movie. Mm -hmm. If you're a woman and you're not a ranking officer or in maintenance... You're wearing a leotard. Yeah, yeah you're like dressed like Tarzan's. You are, you are objectified. <laughs> you, are, you are blatantly objectified and used for menial tasks. 
Yeah, I mean that that's basically how it is. And there's even the there's this one girl on the bridge, and I'll point her out when she comes up. Uh, she's like, and she's she's dressed in one of the leotards, and her hair is terrible. It's all like frizzed out and not combed. <laughs> it's the eighties, and her eyes are like dead, and uh, she has no makeup on, no. and it's just like why. Why didn't you be like, hey, can we like get her like a comb? Please? It's like a doll's eyes. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, it totally it totally looks like a He-Man like paintball uniform that that guy's wearing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cameron Mitchell's son is also in here. He plays that mustachioed crew member who's always talking yeah, over like, oh, intercom. You better get with it or you know, give up because yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, exactly. That guy was weird. Yeah, he was weird. I thought he was going to be the one that was like going to snitch on them when I first yeah. saw him. I'm like, look at this guy. He's totally going to be like, we have to uphold the law. <laughs> yeah. Like my other favorite guy in that scene the one where he's gets, like, like, beaten and yeah, killed with yeah. a cane. He just gets punched to death and then yeah. impaled with a cane. They destroy that room, like beating him death to death. Oh, down. yeah. They just like punch him on the table. The table breaks. They drag him out and then David Bowie just stabs him with his cane twice. <laughs> Evil David, David Bowie. Yeah. Um, but also his daughter. Cameron Mitchell's daughter is in this movie too, and she voices the lead Bolarian Stevie Nicks character, uh, the useless Bolarian women who do nothing in this. The movie. sex witches. Yeah. yeah, they they just seem to kind of entice men into coming to their room and then knocking them out, or appearing in like a dream and just subtly advising you dream. how to advance the plot. Yeah, they're just the dream women, and they like giving people like wet dreams too. Because the dude was like totally just like rubbing his chest oh when God, like yeah. he was having the vision. Yeah, he's he was, like, he oh, was yeah. getting into it, and it's yeah, you dry hump that fucking plasma. Oh, whip. I can't wait for that. It's my that's one of my many favorite scenes in this movie. Because I will say that this whole part of the movie is like the boring part. Um, like even though it's action packed, I guess there's lots of explosions. Like yeah. nothing actually really happens here. Uh, <laughs> the teleporter effect, man. Oh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that the, he's the only one who survived that crash and the professor whose character you never see he's just dead yeah and blatant blatant use of slow-mo too <laughs> oh my god the way she runs is so fantastic yeah. um so the director of this movie he stated on his website that he was called away from the set due to a death in the family before filming began and so the assistant director directed the film but he could not get what I explained to you guys earlier, the Alan Smithy credit, which basically in Hollywood just means that you didn't want to be credited with the movie. It's which an annulment. I, yeah, which I think is funny because, like, it, it's such a relic of the past, whereas, like, nowadays you can just look up who actually directed the movie on Wikipedia in yeah. two seconds. So, like, the Alan Smithy credit didn't work. Oh, there she was. We just missed her. The dilapidated lady. <laughs> oh, man. I'll point her out again later. You guys, I don't oh, think so. Oh, is this the guy that's son? And yes, that's, that's Cameron Mitchell's son. His, like, son that looks nothing like him and has none of his acting talent. I guess he looks sort of like him. I don't know. But, um, and also, I think all of these scenes were shot after the movie had been completely shot, and they were like, oh, shit, the movie's not long enough. Quickly because they the don't set, advance yeah. the plot at all. No, they do nothing for this movie. Just, like, talking into an elevator mm-hmm. into cop. Yeah, so the, the movie definitely takes a little bit to start going, but once it, like, picks up, and hits like the the main plot it is just a lot of funny stuff it's not as like it's not as like quotable as some of these bad movies but it is just so fun to watch and there's like so Thor, m- hunter the future like we still quote that to the- oh yeah oh yeah but it's it's not like uh it, i think it's in the way that the movie is like charming and and enjoyable like i i can watch it as opposed to some of the bad movies where like you might want to like skip around certain scenes which yeah. aren't 
quite as funny or have like one funny line that people quote. Um, yeah, so let's lay down the 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 plot, the basic plot. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you're not, because you could be watching along, but if you're not, the basic plot uh, is Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, they're like what, like a seed, a seed ship, essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're like within the first generation. Oh, I think it actually said in the beginning. It's oh, like they're thirteen generations. Yeah, they're like the thirteenth. Oh, oh yeah. seriously? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was the first generation. Oh yeah, well, because you were mentioning it off air, like space sickness or whatever, yeah, space, like space madness. Space madness. Yeah. madness yeah. yeah, it's a real thing. Space madness. Um, yeah, they totally have it, big time. Yeah, big time. Um, and so they're, I guess, going to a distant earth-like planet yeah or something which i don't know how they know where that is but at least it's it's um it's correct to like that science of the the physics of actually going from yeah. here to a distant galaxy it's it almost take... like the beginning of alien covenant yeah yeah, yeah. it's very similar or well, you know without james like, franco burning to death yeah horribly. yeah yeah or like the uh the television show about star galactic yeah, yeah. <laughs> the television um, so, uh, yeah. And honestly, like I, the first time I watched this recently was when we did the last episode. I was just like, "Oh, I gotta watch this movie again." And about halfway through it, I was like, "Oh yeah, they did a mystery science theater on this." Like it was something about Cameron Mitchell and, and thinking about like, "Oh, they made Santa Claus jokes about him." <laughs> it like tipped me off. Um, oh, another thing I gotta point out. <laughs> Started to trope myself, but uh, have you noticed that like? Having your hair slicked back in this movie denotes how evil you are. Because yeah. <laughs> both these guys get the slick. And I swear to God, when you first see Cameron Mitchell's son, and I might be wrong about this, he his hair isn't as slicked back as later when he's become more oh, yeah. evil. <laughs> so I definitely think there's a thing about that. They're like, yeah, you get, get some gel in there. That'll really show the audience. Oh, who the man, bad he looks guy so is. evil. Yeah, he's so evil now. Oh, yeah, now we can see it earlier. Sorry, I have to go back to their uniforms. Mm-hmm. But, um, so the ship is called the Southern Sun. Southern Sun. And that is a, a double S name. Yes. So, um, you know. <laughs> just talk that. Sorry, yeah. I didn't interrupt you. Talk that, like, yes. towards the mic. Even when you want to look at me, yeah. just. <laughs> so, um. So we don't lose you. The uniforms, they're either, like, a white or brown uniform with, like, red epaulets. And they always have a black SS patch right on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Nazi alert. Yeah. Space Nazis um, are playing kill zone. But even the good guys have it because it just means Southern Sun, guys. Yeah. Come on. And the bad guys just happen to be wearing red lapels and brown shirts. Jumpsuits with uh, SS yeah. patches. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. And Calgon is like kind of Hitlery in the sense yeah, that he like, could be a Gestapo officer in another life. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, totally, yeah, he could totally play a Nazi in like a World War II movie, and and probably did <laughs> at some point, because they're also like they're also sort of like minus the like genocide uh, and like oh yeah, there's bad hair girl again. Yeah, minus the whole like genocide and. Um, um, white powerishness of the Nazis, they have the same goal of like, we're gonna unify the country under an army so nobody can do anything about it. Basically, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and like turn the police force and the army into 
our brown shirt. So that's kind of like the same thing that these guys are doing. Oh, exactly the same yeah. thing. Oh, here's your favorite scene coming up. Right. Where, uh, this this, your this guy character and he's gets like, horribly like torn he's apart. Like, no, we must uphold the law. I fucking love I'm this. Telling guy. on you. Yeah. Basically, yeah, I love that too. Instead of being savvy about it, he's all like, "Well, I can't let this stand." I'm, you know, guys, I'm gonna have to tell. And they're like, "I don't." Yeah, I must report. Yeah, and then the bad guy's like, "Are you gonna let him spoil your ambitions?" <laughs> no, I like the these these. Uh, I feel like these like oh, groups of of soldiers weren't like. They didn't like quite tell you who is who. Like so I guess these guys are like another rank or maybe they're like supposed to be like the the pilots. Yeah, they're almost they're like the administration level. Right. Cuz the brown shirts are like the the engine workers and the security. The white shirts well, yeah, they, are like the bridge. They're almost. the they're called the brown shirt guys are called the, the enforcers. enforcers, yeah. And I think these guys are supposed to be the pilots cuz they're with this dude who is the flight commander. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure because like okay i've one of the things i've always tried to figure out in this movie is where the fuck is red brown coming from <laughs> and like who the fuck is he and why is he here because that's a question you ask you in know, any red brown right. movie <laughs> i remember later on the movie the, he explains his limp and he he's talking to someone and he says like oh i i have you know dave Ryder and his you know Pfeiffer squadron to blame for this and he holds up the cane and like okay. looks angry that is my actual favorite scene in the whole movie because of that like juxtaposition of him going he gave me this, this and holding up the cane yeah. like he gave you a cane like, like that sounds yes. pretty nice of him yeah yeah you're or, oh he oh he crippled you uh, i get it he gave you a limp um yeah so a very inconsistent limp so he's like he's kind i feel like uh and i want to i gotta point this out because throughout this whole movie there were all these moments where i was like damn this guy he feels like he's hulk hogan I feel like Red Brown's character, Dave Ryder, is sort of similar to the Suburban Commando character in Suburban Commando that Hulk Hogan plays, where he's just like, he's just a general space hero who's just flying around. He he has the name of a space hero and, and just kind of a general commando name, like Dave, Dave Ryder with yeah. a Y. It kind of sounds, it just sounds like a dude who's like wearing Oakley's, driving a pickup truck. Has a tribal tattoo. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a sticker that's like, says like, these colors don't run. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but can we talk oh, about like ahead. the super like psychedelic uh, palantirs that right. the yeah. space witches use? What are those things called? Is that I what they're called? I don't know. Plasma I always, sure I always associate them with uh, this toy store in Newburyport. Oh, yeah, like thighs on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ooh, sexy electricity. Yeah. There was this toy store in Newburyport where I grew up uh, called Eureka, and it was sort of like a sciency toy store, and yeah. they had always had one of those prominently on display. So as a kid, you always had to like stop when you're there. And go, Ooh, whoa, electricity, super cool. It's like the cooler older brother of the lava lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's total. It's so like late 90s early 2000s like and i don't think i don't like feel like anybody actually bought them they just were there like they just you'd see one every once in a while like hey it's one of those things you'd be ashamed if you actually had one as like a centerpiece <laughs> right, in right. your house they're like okay actually this is one of my favorite scenes where it's just it's like it's the guy play. gets like lured by the valerian and then it's like hey you don't go in there they're <laughs> off limits and he's like hey and then the scene just ends yeah the door closes yeah the fantastic editing in this movie. A movie that contains not only a cut where there's an attack scene happening and then all of a sudden it just cuts them having drinks, but also my favorite thing, 
which MST3K also pointed out, is Lieutenant Lumont here, who, spoiler alert, dies pretty soon in this movie. And then in like one of the next scenes is back in the bridge just sitting at her desk and the movie <laughs> makes no mention of what happened or why. They just, again, editing, they were like, eh, either they didn't notice it or they were like, nobody will notice it. Oh, man. Or Lamont care. reminds me of the club scene, which is one of my other favorite scenes of this. And, uh, oh, man, the, yeah. future clubs are crazy. It's like the it's like the club in RoboCop, but, like, way better and way more hula hoops. Yeah, there's just PVC piping everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, this ceiling. People just provocatively dancing with hula yep. hoops. And there's, like, of course, like, there's, like, a couple of raised cages, like, in the background, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. We'll see when it, it's coming soon. Um, also, I love the uh, I love the 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 very like dramatic relationship, the will they won't they between Sissy yeah. and and Red Brown, uh, who would then get married later. It it they have no chemistry, and it's like how do these two people ever get married? They have no acting chemistry. I hope they have better marriage chemistry. Man, I, Sissy's character is great for the sole aspect that she's almost kind of cut from the same cloth that the secretary from ghostbusters is oh yeah she and looks that she's just like one her. of those you know like new york mousy girls. 80s yeah, ladies mousy yeah. 80s new york lady hey i gotta ask a question how much like swishing do you think they had to edit out from all the fucking like v- <laughs> nylon <laughs> vinyl suits yeah. everybody's wearing red brown white <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man! Oh, I, this 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 nerd with his chart. Yeah, it's Otacon. <laughs> so, actually, would you like to save your game? I thought that like he had something more clever in mind, like in the the next scene where he just gets like pushed off like the the railing. He's okay, like, we're gonna, no. Like, that's I love that little back and he's forth. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm gonna take care of it myself. All right. Yeah, it's so, like I'll give you a choice. It's like you know yeah, what? I'll, I'll I'm rather honorable. Jump. Yeah, it's like I'd rather jump. And he's just like, I'd rather kill myself. Basically, yeah. What I love about this guy is he's in a long line of characters in bad movies who serve one small function in the movie, yet get a full name. <laughs> Hello, Steve Codell. Or <laughs> it's like, why why the full name? Like, couldn't just be like, you know, staff officer, whatever yeah. or something. No, it, hey, Steve Codell. So Chief like, yeah, Fair. um, yeah, he, Calgon is going to come up to him and be like, you either join me or you die or we're going to freeze you. I think we'll put yeah. you on ice. His and uh, and then he's like, great. yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's Visit like the future for free, especially yeah. if you're like, yeah, if you're in this like horrible space madness. Yeah, you're waiting to get to the colony ship anyway. Why is it that right. the preferable? Yeah. Right. In fact, that's kind of how you cure space madness is like in Alien exactly. uh, Co- Covenant. You freeze your colonists and have a skeleton crew mm-hmm. running the ship on like different like free in, cycles. In every Alien movie. I mean, that's how the first oh, Alien yeah. movie is. They're in, they're in cryo freeze before they get woken up. So, like, yeah, like, all these, oh, my God, I just, all these people would be so insane by now. Yeah, what is this, Warhammer 40K? <laughs> yeah, no, these dudes with their, like, they're, like, uh, they're either from paintball or, like, motorcycle, like, a uh, dirt bike motorcycle masks. Oh, yeah, it, their, their, like, goon mask is just baklava or balaclava or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah. Ba- baklava is the food. Balaclava yeah, ba- yeah, balaclava. Is, is the face uh, obscure. And, <laughs> and the paintball mask. Basically, yeah. And uh, it, it's I know it's a low budget movie, but like I think that's the scene where he he laughs, then takes a step, and then laughs again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's like it's like a Neil Breen movie where you feel like he did like two takes, and then they just put both of them in the movie. Like, <laughs> like he hey, thought they're yeah. So we should talk about this now since we're in this 
obvious factory, another hallmark of bad movies. Just they, they shoot in a factory. Yeah. So this is definitely a bunch of natural light in this scene, which, and I told you guys this, um, when they, the, the, the guy who did the special effects edited it. So it looked like, like he put it through a filter. So it looked like all red or orangey. So it kind of would have been like maybe the, the engine or something, or maybe at least would have looked more like Bespin or, or yeah, something. Bespin. Yeah. Like cloud it's city. Gas. Yeah. I, I meant cloud city specifically, but, uh, well, Bespin's the planet. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I mean specifically the, the, the chamber from oh, yeah. where they oh, fight yes. with that like orange light coming up from the, the ground. Um, and then somebody took it upon themselves because they thought it was a mistake to go back and edit it back. <laughs> and I love that it was just like, you I imagine this guy sitting there, like re, he's editing the movie and he's just not paying attention at all. So he's like, what the fuck's wrong with this? This looks wrong. We gotta get he's this gonna out. He's gonna be so glad about yeah. this mistake. <laughs> I, exactly, man, this factory looks all wrong. I feel like that might also be the same reason for why the color of the laser projectiles change at least four times during this film. Mm. Could be, could be. Have you, I'm sure you noticed that too. Yeah, the guy kept fucking with this dude's fucking special effects. Swish, swish, swish. Also, the away. dope hydroponics room too. Oh they just yeah, have some some plants yeah. in like a Zen garden. Oh yeah, I love her little her special area or whatever she calls it. it it's just like the gardening section at a Home Depot. Mm. It just mm. has some water features and some potted right. plants. That's it. So also uh, another thing about this movie is there's uh, apparently hula hooping was huge on this ship because oh, yeah. everybody in this club. There's hula hooping, dancing around. Everyone does a hula hoop. It's how you dance. You don't dance alone or without a hula right. hoop. Like it's it's the future dance. It's, it's like not... in uh, Futurama. Rings are in. <laughs> rings. Yeah, it's totally. I got. I gotta have to put that in right here. The rings thing for Futurama. Oh, and also I love it how the music here is sort of like it sounds like like the backing beat to like late '80s rap. Where it's like, dee, dee, doo, doo, oh, yeah. dee, dee, like like Casio keyboard <laughs> with like Will Smith to just like bust out yeah, one. Yeah, there's like nothing to the music. It's like whoa, hey, it's like a, just a like standard beat with like nothing else going on, you know. Also, I just have to point out, just like in Your Hunter the Future, there is a scene where a lady is busting out her like, you know, her her special sexy cableman dance to like a giggling Red Brown watching. True. Out. It was in Red Brown's contract that the lead actress had to dance sexily for him in, it's in every, every movie, movie where he's, yeah. he's in. And he just kind of does his, like, doofy grin. Exactly. <laughs> I just, oh, man, the fashion in this movie is so dates it. Like, and it's so weird to me because I feel like it would have been, the movie would have really benefited from everybody being dressed in, like, the jumpsuits. Hold on. Is that, like, a fishbowl with green liquid but just with tinfoil all over it oh yes it is <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the pickled eggs from moe's at the in the simpsons like yeah, it's, it's like like a jar of green liquid just bubbling yeah, behind or them. vaguely resembles a thing where those helpless creatures wait for right. jabba to eat them they're like hey this looks fucking futuristic yeah. even though this lady next to her has like the most like all honestly what they're wearing could have just been like it was like the future from Back to the Future Two, yeah. <laughs> where they're all like the the like future clothes in like 2016 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Like, and it, it so dates the movie to a time because, like, honestly, I could see these people wearing this shit in 1985, not 19 or 2020 million. Yeah. Whenever this the film distant is future of 20s at uh, 20xx or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a 20xx movie because, like. It was a movie or that even 1990XX. This movie didn't didn't even have the respect for the viewers to yeah. fake when it took place or to give us a like in a distant galaxy like Star yeah. Wars ripoff opening thing. Cuz I think there's also a little bit of like 
general Star Wars ripoffery in the the movie. Like they don't go as far as to like be like, hey, somebody has a lightsaber. Yeah. But they definitely want like the, the Star- pilot. They want the pilot hero. Yeah. yeah they yeah. want the pilot yeah. hero and they want the the laser action sequences. So uh, can we talk about the fact that oh, Reb Reb Brown <laughs> also <laughs> was like, guys, I'm wearing a wife beater for seventy five percent of this movie. A wife beater, my swishy pants, and what, what? Yeah, what looks like a 1960s like wrestling world championship. It's almost kind of like a Johnny Cage belt without the Johnny Cage. Yeah, belt. yeah. It, like at first when I saw it, I was like, "Is he wearing a fanny pack in the yeah. club?" Because like, whoa, a chrome if fanny he is. pack. It's like he wanted to be uh, the sequel for Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> He's like, oh. yeah, we're going to space. Oh, yeah. Here's <laughs> oh the... my God. Big Trouble in Little Space. I need that movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and here we see some of the good weapons right now, like the PVC spud gun laser bazooka. Yes. And the, the go-kart. <laughs> I love these things. The enforcer, like two right. and four. All right. So there's a part. Actually, it's not in this scene. It's in the later scene. So keep your eyes out for it. In, in the final chase scene, in this movie where, like, Leah sta- stands her ground when yeah. the guy's running her down. And gets hit. There's a funny part in that scene where she's shooting at them and they drive by her. Like, they, they do the, whoa, and then they both split ways and drive by her. And then and then she shoots Red Brown. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I felt like, am I, am I seeing this right? She shoots his vehicle. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> It's, it's like, like oh you tried way to go yeah. way to go uh but it's not in this scene but it, yeah it, it, i love i love these like shitty ass go-karts that they drove around it, in are they even totally go- a spider-man villain who has one of those that's like his main shtick <laughs> the spider who has what oh i feel oh, like they man, could even be like that? bicycles with it's like, like uh... shells on them <laughs> that would be where it's the guy <laughs> driving it's like just <laughs> chugging his legs below yeah. there just flintstoning it damn they blocked the way with a small pipe shit <laughs> <laughs> He, yeah, he also, like, he's the only character, I think, that swears in the yeah. movie. And, and any time someone swears in a sci-fi future movie, I'm like, whoa, okay, bro. It feels like they, they shouldn't do that. It yeah, feels they like should a, make up words. Yeah. Like frack. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, especially if you're already going to rip off Bowser Yeah, God, you may as well, like, put yourself in the universe yeah. and you're use like, their slime. Yeah, you're like, free con, like, or whatever. You glorp snap. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Reb Brown delivers lines. That's one of my favorite things about him. Oh, yeah. He like it, it's his, it, again. It's, it must just be like a meathead thing because like Hulk Hogan does it the same way, where it's just like he delivers every line so matter of factly. Like I am delivering this line right now, and they all have like the same intonation and importance, unless it's time to scream. Like he <laughs> only ever like goes up that into like yeah. a scream when like it's like you know he has to swear or like in when he's like pumping him up in this the speech like near the end yeah or like about to perform like a small feat of acrobatics right. like even when he's about to like leap down like a small like flight of uh stairs or a ladder he'll like yelp yeah yeah but when he's like delivering any other line it's just like hello i am red brand and this is the line i am delivering it right now <laughs> there's just that he has no like gravitas and i'm a big fan of actors who do that so obviously oh also shout outs to all like the acrobatic stuntmen because every time there's an explosion they always do like the synchronized like front flip and like oh land yeah on their back yeah they definitely have some good they, they have some pretty good stunts in this i mean they they're they're like um all right so so next week on on the big show um uh the, my movie's better we're covering kung fu and i just watched meals on wheels so it doesn't have like stunts to that caliber, where it's literally Jackie Chan putting his life in danger constantly. <laughs> um, but 
there there are good stunts and yeah. and like they definitely put some some money into the action sequences my only problem with that is that literally all these action sequences are my least favorite parts of the whole movie because i just love all the crappy acting in it like there's a guy right there in this this part right here we're watching it's like a random henchman who all of a sudden he's like has a southern accent it's this one guy it's with a southern his, son well yeah but like he it's is one guy with a southern accent yeah. on the whole ship like <laughs> Who taught you that? <laughs> you know, actually, now that I think he about must come Gen from, no. 13, this, who taught you that? <laughs> he must come from the yeah, right. They all talk right. Like that. Like, how did you get that accent? Yeah. You know, when I think about it, though, this movie is kind of like reverse Firefly. <laughs> like where the brown coats are the bad guys yeah. and the like evil empire, whatever they were called, the fucking. I don't remember what it's called in Firefly. The Federation they, or the something. The Federation, yeah, probably. They're the, they're the good guys. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about this scene earlier. This is where they're like, all right, everybody, keep hush-hush on this shit. And then, like, right after this, they're having a fucking party for Red Brown. Yeah. Like, hey, Red Brown's the new fucking leader <laughs> of the world now. Everybody loves him. Let's have yeah, a like fucking party. He's like the new commander or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they already know there's, like, trouble brewing and that it may involve not only the leader of the enforcers, but basically that means, like, every soldier on board. Because it will also find out that, like, they're they've been, he's been killing... He's been culling, essentially, yeah. all the enforcers and killing any enforcer, 38, I think they say in all, who was not going to bow down to his superiority. Yeah, he either like, freezes mm. them or kills them if yeah. he can use yeah. them. His... Again, freezing. The yeah. ideal in this universe. Right. Oh, yeah, right. there's a, that, that creepy like cryotechnician who's just like, oh, okay. yes, this is, yes. My, this is my workshop. I think that that particular actor came in and they were like, fuck, this guy's so good, but we don't <laughs> have a role for him. All right. Let's make a scene for him. Let's make, yeah, let's make him a creepy gravekeeper type yes. guy because that's the kind of character he is. And, like, he, it's also weird because it. Oh, wait, the, he's on right now, actually. Yeah, here he is right here. <laughs> uh, it's what also weird is that when he first fucked up, I was like, Ricardo Maltaban? <laughs> and then I was like, it did, the movie presents this like I'm supposed to know who he is or something. Like, it feels like one of those moments in a movie a little bit where. You're like, like, I mean, it doesn't do like a full zoom in on his face or something, but it feels like a moment where you're like, oh, on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, like when you first are like, oh shit, that was Thanos and that's fucking Josh Brolin. Like, yeah. I forget what, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. And you're like, whoa, that looks like Josh Brolin's face a little bit. Like, Something's it's, wrong with his chin. Yeah, it's like when like a cameo type actor like comes in and you're like, oh, hey, there's this guy. But you're like, I don't know who this guy is. He's just some guy. Yeah. Probably another one of the many South African actors in this movie. Um, also, like, I feel bad for these people who had to be like uh, saran wrapped. I was going to say, they're either like larded up or saran wrapped. <laughs> Yeah, they told. Oh man, they totally probably got all greased before they did it. But yeah. just this this scene must have sucked for those four people to shoot. Just like, st like just standing on like a meat hook, almost yeah, like all like saran wrapped and like with your arms up. Yeah, and like they're not like tied or anything, so they just had to hold their. Yeah, hands. they might even be just like holding themselves onto those like. Uh, hooks. I think no, they think yeah, they think there's like foot supports that they're standing on. It's like a half crucifixion. <laughs> so gross. I just don't like saran wrap in general, so like feel like. If I was covered in it, I'd like be freaking out. <laughs> that was me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this movie has been progressing on nicely, and we still haven't found out anything, nor has th have the Balerian ladies affected the plot in seemingly any way. 
the uh, I like to call them the space oracles from Greece. Yeah. They're like they like remind me of the oracle scene from Three Hundred. Oh my God, you're right. When they just dance. Yeah, she's and like, it's like ah, she has spoken. Da- dancing around with their see-through like sequin fucking yeah. scarves or whatever they are. It's 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 like I don't know. It's it just it reminds me so much of of that particular scene. Um, I th- I don't know if, if I think I've mentioned it. We mentioned it a couple times they were put in because they they had run out of, or they had not enough time they felt in the movie so they wanted to add something in um and i think uh that that shows pretty pretty well <laughs> when like they literally do nothing in the whole movie but they try to make it seem like they're affecting the plot like they like to, like when something's happened it cuts to like the balerians like touching the orb yeah. thing and it's like, ooh, the Balerians. Yeah, it's they're... like they're trying to tell someone something, but they just yeah. can't do it right. They're like Reb Rab. Like they should have just thrown a line where they're like, Reb, Calgon is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lasers are green now, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, gotta get gotta get the green lasers in yeah. there too. You know, maybe it's just that they have they picked up different guns. Like there's, it's like Star Wars where the different lasers had different guns, yeah. or different the air, or guns like the lasers. the noble gases in the air, are like yeah. di- different levels and different parts yeah, of the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be all this natural light flooding yeah. in from the outside yeah. world, probably in Detroit. It's just a trick no, of the sorry, eyes. South Africa. Yeah, it's South Africa. Yeah, I believe the whole movie was shot in South Africa, in this factory. And, and these it, weapons clearly just toy guns with extra barrels put on them and spray oh, painted yeah. chrome. I, I love that. But the, uh, the thing I like about these bazooka things that they have in the movie is yeah, that the laser they, bazookas. They definitely shoot something because not only is that a real explosion coming out of them. You can see sometimes that there's like a, a white, inside. yeah, there's like a white payload that's gone after the explosion happens, which is probably just the uh, special effects charge, right? Um, all right, so the, the, <laughs> there's a one part methane gas these, danger, yeah, these these gas here, so he can't, he's constantly blowing shit up, yeah, on could a, be important in this ship, could not be on a fucking spaceship, oh, spaceship yeah. in space. That's a bad idea, Reb. Yeah, where like the air composition is like mostly oxygen, so like yeah. a single spark could just blow yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah. And, and outside there is no space, so if anything happens to the hull of that ship, it's going to create a vacuum and literally like explosive decompression. That's inside. news to me, considering there are clouds out there and nice sunshine. Yeah, and light. the sunshine flooring. <laughs> the natural light would make you expect right, that there's so, something out there. So now we the have. Void. Now we're, we've come to my favorite top ten, one of my top ten <laughs> favorite <laughs> scenes of the whole movie. This is when. <laughs> When Cameron Mitchell gets all, he's like wearing, he's wearing like a smock. Like it looks like he's in his like judge yeah, robe. It's his or, night smock. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe his PJs and, and he's just dialing up on the old personal computer, a little Balerian action. He yeah. literally goes, there he goes, bring up uh, some information on Balerian behavior. Yeah, we'll save that for later. <laughs> he's like, oh, it reminds me of uh, that Tim and Eric awesome show episode with Paul Rudd. Salaryman? <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. God. yeah. That's he's like, so funny. He's like, uh, computer, uh, bring up uh, uh, Balerian. Uh, four, five, four, five, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> Bring up Valerian mating habits, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, love, I love everything about this. The woman looks like Stevie Nicks. She's voiced by his daughter, which makes it even creepier. Oh, and uh, I, I don't know what any of this has. I don't know what it has to do with the plot in any way. She, uh, she, she does this thing with her hands and then takes a hands and puts them on his chest and he's like ah and it's like red energy coming yeah. out of her hands and she like baptizes him in her holy light from her hands and 
I think Easy. she just unlocked his chakra. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Whoa, baby!" I don't know. Like old Star Wars games are a thing to go by. I think she right. just like sipped light then, drain on him. And then he like they go in for a kiss, but like don't kiss. Yeah. And she shares with him the secrets of the universe to face Calgon on his evil. So I guess that's but what the what Balerians did. What does he did. do? Uh, she gave him all this like info. I, I guess. know, but what does he do with that info? <laughs> he calls this meeting where they're like, Calgon is the bad guy. So I think again. Like, it was kind of what I was just saying earlier. Like, that was the moment. They're like, oh, if we throw in this scene, then everyone watching will know emphatically that that is how the Balerians factor into the story. <laughs> Even though I did not until this very moment. But yeah, so basically, I guess he's like, well, I know now that Calgon is the bad guy. I've added some to my naughtiness. <laughs> right? He's like, during my nocturnal uh, research on the Balerians. My research. They have yeah. also informed me that Tim Allen will kill me one day and take my job. <laughs> um, I also think it's funny that the Balerians aren't like, oh, by the way, evil. This guy's also evil. Yeah, yeah, evil David Bowie is evil, evil too. Evil Bowie is also a bad guy. You should check him out as well. They just figure that out later when Red Brown literally runs into him. As he's just murdering <laughs> yeah. his companions. And he like he like limps up the stairs like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> cripes, <laughs> foiled again. He's like, we uh, don't have to do this, Red Brown. You can let me go. I, I gotta say though, this guy, Evil David Bowie, definitely, he's got a good look and he's probably the most solid actor other than Cameron Mitchell. Because look at it, Cameron Mitchell is a good actor. Um, but But like they don't do enough with this guy. And honestly... I know that the guy who plays Calgon is another great actor, but I actually think this guy's better. You know, he's kind of like the Greamer worm tongue of this movie. Yeah, he totally is. And he kind of actually looks a lot like Brad Dourif, <laughs> too. Um, yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah, he's like the second in command to the, the big bad guy. And he's sort of the sniveling one. And I just felt like there wasn't enough with his story and the fact that they make him the one that has the connection to Red Brown. He would have made a great Loki in a yeah. 80s uh, Marvel Red, Red Brown. Avengers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. oh man. Red Brown, yeah. And Red Brown is Captain America. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh yeah. Like, oh, with, man. With CGI and modern editing techniques, I'm sure we could make it happen. Yeah, we could. Now I could have cast some more people from this movie. I think the the, the white-haired guy would be like Quicksilver. Bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just or Magneto. Uh, right. Or Magneto. Yeah, montage Magneto. to 99 Red Balloons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also another one of my favorite characters in this movie is the uh the Ren. He's like one of the other pilots. Um he's gonna be in this scene. He was in the last scene too. I guess he seems he's sort of like the second in command of the pilot guys. This dude right oh, yeah. here. <laughs> he looks it just the, their uniforms make them look like they should be in like a fee, a, a like future castle movie where yeah, it's he, like future knights from yeah. the 80s he looks like a, yeah like a weird like court yeah. surfer or something and they like ride the fourth world. <laughs> they ride oh, the, first, the fourth world <laughs> yeah. the fourth world yeah they ride like space horses and again like there, there's a little bit of a he-man thing going on with this oh this guy with the nunchucks yes you never see that in the movie, but you just have, like, one guard just, like, going nuts with some nunchucks. And the other guard going, yeah, yeah nice, sick. dude, that's fucking sick. I've been on the <laughs> ship for 13 years. It's the dopest thing I've seen yeah. so far. Yeah, I imagine that guy does that, like, every day. He's just nunchucking. Yeah, he's probably the best, like, practitioner of nunchucks ever because he's been doing it for 13 right. years. Generations. Yeah. Generations. Oh, yeah, thir sorry. Not 13 generations. Yeah, 13 generations mm. of A this guy. Yeah. Passed down. Yeah, passed down over 13 <laughs> generations. <laughs> My great-great-grandfather just decided to dick around with these one day. Right. Progressively, we've gotten better over time. 
hard edit. So <clears throat> the mutiny is in full swing. Oh yeah, the space um, mutiny. Calgon. So they made fun of that a lot on MST3K. I do think it's funny that his name is spelled Calgan, but everyone calls him Calgon, like the uh, famous like '80s commercials for a uh, it was a uh, cleaning product. Yes, Calgon. It oh. was a uh, detergent, I believe. Sounds like a detergent. Yeah, they usually yeah. have like those very strong, yeah. like commanding names. Exactly. Um, like and Ajax. I, and like sort of, uh, I always thought of it when in that episode of The Simpsons with Mr. Sparkle. Oh, yeah. He disrespects <laughs> your dirt or something. Yeah, he is disrespectful to oh, dirt. This is, this is your favorite scene. Oh, yeah. He gave me this, this cane. Ah. Man, he's way taller than him. Yeah. That yeah, he's like yeah. standing on like a plinth. No, I think he's just way taller. Because that guy, you can see in other scenes, he's pretty short. I think he's shorter than Cameron Mitchell, who's like an average size guy. He's dwarfed by Red Brown. <laughs> Red Brown, a uh, college football player, if you didn't know that. And honestly, I'm surprised Reb didn't get involved in wrestling. He's got the height and build for it. And, and the personality, yeah, it seems, too. Yeah, he could scream, Yeah, you know. He can emote anger. <laughs> oh, another Here we go. Party. Hey, it's yeah. party time. I yeah, I just love the juxtaposition there. Where Bring it's out like, the scantily clad We're room. about to be the bad guys and do the bad guy stuff. Party time, yeah, drinking. Every minute at the bridge for martinis yeah. and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, so here's this girl again. I keep picking her, picking on her, but her hair is just terrible. Look at that. It's so bad. And it's like, just no, there's no oversight on any of this shit. <laughs> But Red Brown's hair looks good. Cameron uh, Mitchell's hair looks good. I feel like sometimes in this movie, Red Brown is wearing like a trash bag poncho sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it would sound like. <laughs> like. It would just sound like if you put a garbage bag yeah, on. Yeah, like, sometimes in this in this uh, movie, it's almost kind of people have like a weird like shoulder cape or like half cape, but it's yeah. just made of translucent like plastic. Yeah, yeah it's very tunicky. Yeah, you know, like a, pla like a see-through plastic tunic. <laughs> Oh, the, okay, this bag. part, too, where he's like, so Red Brown, like, they're talking, and he's like, oh, you know, congratulations. Where's your daughter, Cheers. by the way? He goes, yeah, where's your daughter? And then he's like, oh, she's in her special place. And then Red Brown's like, okay, all right, bye. And they're like, oh, remember when we were young? And then it's like cut, hard cut to them fucking. <laughs> yeah, and there's like gratuitous shots of Red Brown just like licking her chest. Yeah, he's like smelling Ooh, yeah. her breasts. It looks like he's like rubbing his nose. He's trying to get the cream chest. out of an Oreo. Mm. Yeah, Red Brown was trying to get some action for show. He's trying to exfoliate her first layer of skin on her chest. You know, it doesn't seem as creepy knowing they're married. Yeah. Oh, he is licking her. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he, is, he is full on licking her. Uh, yeah, it seems like Red, she like goes to deliver her line, and he's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, David Ryder. He was very, he's he's very much, this is the most chemistry they've had in the whole movie, honestly. So I guess it makes Yeah, they, sense. they went from hating each other yeah. to realizing that they both like the same professor. <laughs> and now they're just boning. And She's forgetting yeah. about the hula hooping in between. Oh, true. oh, yeah, true. It's like, yo, you like how a hula hoop? She said in this movie she was going to allow them to see 75% of her nipple. <laughs> of one of her nipples. Oh, wow, I didn't actually see it. But there, you, I see a little darkness. Yep, yeah, that is. Uh, I don't know if you. Uh, that's, a, that's a quarter nipple. I don't know if you... There's a little joke here. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if it's intentional, but I thought it was an attempt at a joke that felt like maybe the the director missed that the writer put in. They're, they're, so they're obviously getting sexual, and one of the lines he has here is, my place is in the docking bay. Wow. <laughs> like, 
And I was like, was that like a penis, like, you know, a sex joke that they like just did, they didn't deliver it like it was a joke? <laughs> it's like, no, he's being very topical. He's a pilot. His quarters are on the docking bay. Yeah, exactly. he's like, no, that's what he's I was being about. serious. He's you know, the writers father. were like, no, we're cool. Red Brown can't, you know, deliver a line yeah, any other way. No range to do that. Yeah, these uh, these damn electric ball things, they get such fucking heavy play in this movie. And they're just okay, that was interpretive dance that. We just had a moment here in the film where there's these random cuts that, like, if like in film school, your fucking teacher would rip you apart for these, <laughs> for these like, they're literally, like, one-second cuts. They're not even, like, a full second. They're, like, mistakes, almost. Yeah, that, that's what they feel like. They feel like you, they, like, someone accidentally left like that little reel in there and they might have but yeah it's like that subplot in uh fight club where people yeah, will, yeah, like, yeah. subliminally leave like little snippets of porn and like exactly movies. but i think in this movie because it happened so much it was a ch- it was a choice it was an editing choice Ooh, the balerians have lured two young men to their dooms yeah and they like dance around with them and one of the guys has like a long ratty ponytail over his shoulder. It's pretty gross. It is pretty gross. There's a lot of g- just bad hair, bad costumes and bad makeup. And that is like what you put that all together and you have a beautiful film. Hey, look, it's it, it's, it's, the, it's the Galactica. Galactica. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that sex witch's face on like any countless random hairdresser. Where it's like, oh, like yeah. the super nineties right. side. It like comes into salons. Right, right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they like they like still use the same like like hairdressing Techniques. like models from yeah. twenty perks. years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, for the the like salons for older women that have not updated their their pictures and or years. current salons that haven't updated their advertising. True, true. So uh, I guess that's another like subplot thing there they put in here with uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter and his friends. Um, they're they're like luring the Balerians are like luring the bad guys in there. Yeah, but I don't know why or to what end. Because it's like they just lure them in there and either they get stopped or the guys like bring them away and then this Calgon's like freeze him. Yeah, it's like oh you shouldn't have gone in there like they you could, yeah you told the Balerians about our plans well Balerians already know about their plans yeah. I don't know, because there's, like, one of the things I read about this movie is that there was, like, a whole community. And, again, I didn't research this much further or I couldn't find much further on this. But what it said was something along the lines of there's, like, a whole community dedicated to finding all the mistakes in this movie. Um, Because there are a lot of them. And there's so many little editing ones like that. Ooh, slick tear. Yeah, it's even more slick than it was before. See, it's more slick. I swear to God. Um, you know, he kind of looks like the, the the bad or the ugly from uh, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, 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 my God. What's the that one who – no, yeah, the bad. Um, he, the ugly one was like, no, eh, he, I'm, the, I'm the ugly Oh, one. so, yeah, you mean Leave on Cleef. Yeah, I mean okay. Cleef. Yeah. Yeah, he does sort of look – he looks, he looks he like nerdy. He resembles Leave on Cleef. He looks like nerdy Leave on Cleef. Yeah. Um, I also like that other guy in that scene is like a low-rent Ray Liotta. <laughs> um, hey, I'm Ray Liotta. This movie has a lot of like low-rent replacement actors yeah. <laughs> from South America. I mean, South, South Africa. Africa. Uh, I, I think also that generally when you're watching a movie like this, you just kind of have to like keep your, your eye open for any of the like bad editing, bad mistakes that are going on. So I think we're coming up to one of them now. Where like all this all this chaos is happening, and then somebody they're just having a fucking party on the bridge, and uh, it like the stuff like that in this movie makes it hard to figure out 
like what isn't a mistake <laughs> sometimes. What's actually intentional? <laughs> exactly. No, it's like Neo Yokio. It's intentionally bad. Yeah, like sometimes it feels like it is, and that's what's so great because it's so genuinely not that, but it feels like it is. And th- see, to me, that's like the thing that makes a good bad movie, like a really good bad movie, yeah. is where like there's a genuine love. All right. Also, this particular shot that has happened now. I think it happens four times. Yeah, and that shot too. And the same explosion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they keep reusing yeah. the same shots just to like pad it I've out. I've noticed that a lot in this movie. They'll like reuse the same shots at like maybe a different interval or like time. Right, yeah, right. It's it's weird. They keep showing like the same three Cylon ships flying by the Galactica. <laughs> and I think it's literally in, in this one, like maybe two minutes of footage here, they show it five, four or five times. And it's to the point where, like, even someone who's not looking for it, it stands out. Like, and (laughs) there it is again. (laughs) Like, it's just over and over and over. Same shot. I guess they also, I read something where they they, they reversed some shots of the Galactica to do something. I don't know. But it It would check out how this movie is made. It it really would. Um, Oh, yeah. And the missile system. Oh, yes. Got to fire our missiles. Boom. Boom. It's a laser. It's on this. <laughs> I don't know what that... I, I really, like, really want to do... Sabotage yeah. Or the ultimate trickery. Yeah. It's like, oh, so is it an ICBM just, like, launching right, right. the ship? Oh, no, it's just a right. laser. I really... There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, party time. I guess... I guess... Immediately after they defeat the enemy. Another sh- another bridge party. Yeah. See, they're... Yeah, because they say, oh, they're... they're oh, so it, 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 here's this scene again. It is intentional, though, because they say, like, oh, we just defended it from the pirate attack. Yeah. So... That was intentional. I, okay, I love this scene mainly because after he gives the speech, the evil David Bowie goes, asshole. <laughs> Such a great touch. <laughs> like, it's so unnecessary. It's like the movie, movies like this feel like they have to hold your hand throughout the whole movie. They have to be like, they're not going to know that this guy hates him. He's got to call him an asshole under his breath in front of everyone, you know, like, or else they won't know that he's the bad guy yet, even though we've established it over and over again. And so again, I feel like sometimes it's like, was that supposed to happen before some of the later scenes or some of the the earlier scenes that we've seen with him talking to Calgon or something like, because there's just the jumbled way that it's edited. Like it, it really could well, there's a lot of scenes that really could have gone anywhere and feel like they, they are. That could have been the opening scene. Right, yeah. right? <laughs> the opening scene could have been him talking to Calgon where he's like, they they know more than you think about our plans and stuff. Like, you can see there's just so many times you could just cut something completely different into it. Maybe, you know, with with YouTube making, you could uh, almost kind of recut this movie like Memento and just have it like totally out of sequential order and see if it still makes sense. <laughs> probably would I, I actually have done that before with a, a neil breen movie i tried to recut his movie fateful findings to be like a murder like psycho movie yeah. where he's like a psycho killer yeah um and uh i so i used some cuts from some of his other movies too but basically it was all from one movie and and like i think with almost any movie if you do if you have the right uh tools you can do it the only problem with like cutting from a straight up video of the movie is especially a movie like this there's so much like bled over sound like so if you could get the original audio track without the music and the original score track without the audio uh, you could recut the okay. whole movie anyway i'm starting to see the logistical problem yeah. doing this yeah recutting it just like i could like copy or download this movie and try to recut it but then yeah you have so many like 
musical weird editing cuts that are going to sound like the music's jumping around. You would need a team of editors. Yeah, basically. Especially in a scene like where you have any any music with percussion cuz then your drums are going to you're going to have to like edit your drums on the drum beat. Yeah. Um but I, I I don't know. I think I think that generally yes, if you had like the original the original tools that they put together this movie, you could recut this. And actually I think you could recut this into a way better movie. <laughs> you that, probably could. That was just, just use like mainly the, the Battlestar Galactica's footage yeah. and make it seem like the enforcers are on a different ship. And red Brown is trapped on that ship with them. And so Sissy. he's the bleeding the mutiny. Yeah. So like, cut. that's actually my idea. If we were to make a, uh, a space mutiny too, it, the roles would be reversed. Reverse mutiny. And the bad guys would somehow take control and be right. reverse mutiny. Oh, my God. That would be brilliant. I'd like to see a cut of this where it's just Red Brown with the flamethrower attacking the ship. And he is the <laughs> He's the bad guy. <laughs> he is the mutineer. And they just keep, keeps, you just cut all of the Kalagon yeah, like he out phases onto the ship and then immediately goes to flamethrower town. And he just cut it so it looks like the bridge crew is like sending people after him to stop him, and he's just like murdering all the security guards. He immediately goes to flamethrower town. I love what that. What else would you use on a spaceship? Exactly right. It's I mean, no oxygen rich. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. There's a well. We've already we already outlined earlier. Obviously, the problems with all this methane gas and explosions and fire on the ship. There is a scene later on with fire in a spaceship that takes the cake. And that is, I'm just going to jump right ahead to it. It's the scene where evil David Bowie gets killed. Great so, scene. so Rev Brown and Sissy are there and he's the, the, that guy they've like chased him and he's lost his cane and he's yeah. like talking to him and Rev Brown for reasons that don't make sense to me other than I was okay. This guy's a traitor, but it seems like like they needed to put in a scene where this guy like killed Red Brown's dad or something. I guess yeah. he's mad. I guess he like, he's going to blame him for killing the professor, I guess, or something, but they don't expressly state that. So Red oh. Brown. Okay. No, go, go ahead. No, I feel like this scene's important because this guy gets thrown against the same pillar three times in this fight scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. He gets his head smashed in and then he just gets up and in the same exact well, move is delivered. It kind of fits into what I'm going with. Like Red Brown is just really vengeful against these guys. And it kind of seems a little much. Cause like, I would say they have some, some points and also it's just like, Whoa dude, you're supposed to be the hero. You're not supposed to like punch down so much on these guys. Yeah. So like evil David Bowie is literally incapacitated. He's not getting away from yeah, he's able- cornered like a raccoon. Yeah, trap. he's he's not getting away from able-bodied football, <laughs> football player, player Red, Red Brown. Brown. And in and, and so Red Brown opens up this like gas, gas yeah, like a gas vein or something, and then lights like a flame on it. So like it's gonna slowly like circle around, yeah. it, like like a countdown timer it, to it's his like death. the end of Max Max. Sorry, it's like the end of Mask of Zorro when he like yeah. lights the flame turn. It's exactly. like no, you cannot do this to me. Right. In Mask of Zorro, it made sense. That yeah. guy was a dick. Oh, completely. He fucking killed... Didn't he, like, kill his wife or he some shit? He killed a lot of people. Yeah, he, like, did some horrible stuff. Like, you got... It. Like, Zorro would want this guy to die a horrible yeah. death. Why would Red Brown want to murder this guy so horribly and, like, let him, like, w- witness his own demise as it happens slowly? Yeah. And also, why didn't the whole spaceship blow up? Or at least those methane gas tanks that were all around them when Red Brown did that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of redundancy in the way the ship is constructed which i guess is a good thing if you have a spaceship you want redundant design because mm. something's gonna explode or fail right 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 it's like it's got to sort of be like like a like a naval you know ship where you have to yeah. have like compartments in case something were to to rupture in the hull so you can it's a very important colony the... ship yeah exactly like there's stuff's gonna happen 
But like, especially with all that natural light floating in, better close those screen doors, guys. And high intensity probing lasers. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna burn her tooth. <laughs> the <laughs> torture. That's, that's how the torture tra- scene. Yeah. yeah. In the torture scene, he's gonna. He's, he, I'm gonna burn you. He says, and then he puts like a laser to her teeth. Goldfinger, eat your heart out. And then I also like this too because the other guy comes in, the evil David Bowie, and, and he's him. like, "Whoa, this is too much for me." Cough. It's <laughs> 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 so good. And then, and then the other guy's like, "Oh, turn it off. Watch out. We can't torture in front of him." The wet noodles here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna complain. Yeah. I, so, I don't right, know. Chung, what do you want? Like, come on, guys. Young David Bowie's a sweetheart. Don't yeah, do this yeah, to yeah. Him. And then, but then again, like we just said later on, Red Brown unceremoniously murders and him, lights him on fire. Yeah, like it seems like a scene where he should pull a Batman and be like, "I could kill you, but but that would be that would be too you easy." Mean, oh, this guy. I'm gonna bring you in. This guy's also like okay. the second best character yeah. in the show, the movie. I will say, I'm happy that this movie chose seduction over rapey. Yeah, for this scene, it, it's definitely the right choice because I I consider the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, is this gonna be the classic? And then he's like, hey, 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 we're all yeah. alone. But it's like Looney Tunes seduction. Oh yeah, but at least it's her being like, come on. So I'm like, okay, it's 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 lower on the the, the it fits the movie. Yeah. If all of a sudden this guy was gonna start being like, yeah. like it would have been like, <laughs> whoa. Red Brown. Yeah, it would be like this movie just went from like zero to a hundred in about yeah. <laughs> one second. Um, <laughs> It it just yeah it wouldn't fit the uh, overall. Oh no, you're theme. right. This guy totally looks like a budget like Ray Liotta. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. This oh no 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 I said that about the earlier guy. Oh, maybe I'm confusing. No, no, this no. guy looks like I, a guy from uh, Sopranos. He sort of looks like James Gandolfini. Okay, honestly. James Gandolfini. Yeah, sorry. I said when I was watching it yesterday, he looks like low budget Phil Collins. I can't know. Yeah, yeah. He, which if you've seen Phil, basically that's what Phil Collins looks like. Um, but yeah, so she seduces him. Just long enough so that she can. I don't. I don't remember. It's gonna happen in a sec. But I think she Re- has him disrobe in front of him, and then Red Brown comes yeah. in the room. And no, but finds, I think yeah. I think she like does something. She takes his gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's so dumb that not only is he stripped, yeah, he and he has his... a foot fetish too. Because she's like, oh, yo, yeah, check out, out these cause... feet. And he's like, feet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, take off my shoes. And he's like, shoe, shoe. Yeah, shoe. And he starts like licking it. <laughs> he exclaims, then, shoe happily but, twice. Like, he's so into her feet that he legitimately puts his gun right next to her. Because yeah. when she picks up the gun, it's like right here. She's like, gun. <laughs> I love that little touch. <laughs> It's like it's not even like she like jumps down and grabs it off the floor. Like he just legitimately takes Leaves his gun right and gives it. it to her. <laughs> uh, I mean, and this is just I mean, it's just, it's just a classic tropey scene. It actually it has my one uh, th- this part. This one part has my like one moment that I actually legitimately like because I think it, it fits with the whole campiness of the film. And, and again, shows me that like if you did some editing, you could make this like a hilarious camp classic. <laughs> is after this scene when Reb Brown runs in and he sees the guy on the ground and then she zips, zips up her up, shirt. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it really, I kind of like how the movie gives her like this <laughs> weirdly... Shoo, shoo. <laughs> it gives her this weirdly progressive like role for 1988 where, yeah. you know, their whole argument where she's like, oh, you're just like my father. Like You're going to tell me what to do. And I kind of wish that the end, like she went with him. Like, She's kind of badass. Yeah. And at, one, at one moment, I was like, you know what? I kind of like this character. I like Leah. I, I, you know what? She's actually probably the most interesting character in this movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and at the end, she should have gone with Red Brown, and they should have taken down the bad guys together. It would have been cool, and it would have like fit into this whole story they had built up, where they have this back and forth, and he's always like, "You should stay behind," and she's like, "No, I should go forward." But then at the end, in a great turn, where they just subvert one of the classic movie tropes, like he's about to leave, and she doesn't say anything. White hair guy goes, "I'm coming with you," and you're like, and immediately you're like, "Oh, okay." White hair guy is totally going to, he's going to be like, no, don't come with me. And then white hair guy is going to be like, no, I'm coming with you. And then he's going to sacrifice himself and die. Yeah. But instead, Red Brown goes, no, you're not coming with me. And he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's like, you know what? You probably have better handle on this than I do. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a movie where, and so many like of my favorite good, bad movies have this. It has so many missed opportunities that like. For such a low budget movie, it could have been like a kind of a, a, a cult, like great classic for better reasons if just someone had 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 a brain when they were making it. Oh, yeah. Also, the fact that they disguise themselves, but it doesn't work. So they get at them all. at all. And then they get the masks, you know, full balaclava, yep. uh, paintball mask. And that's it immediately like still doesn't work. So they're just like, yep. okay, fuck it. The masks aren't going to work. Well, and, but she leaves her jumpsuit on. And then when they're, when they get back, he's not wearing it. And she still is yeah, like, he, he just, was like, fuck this. Way, yeah. On the way to the bridge, he just takes it off and is carrying it next to him. So it's like, I'm wear, sick wearing this. Yeah. I want my wife beater again. <laughs> my wife beater in like chrome trousers. Yeah. Kurt well, Russell's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you see what happened was like, we were filming that day. And, like, my allotted 10 minutes of not wearing my wife beater were up. So I was like, guys, I literally contractually have to take this off now. So that, that's my that's why I think it happened. Yeah, the smackdown in the room full of, like, sandbags and cardboard boxes. Yeah. You know what? This room strangely looks a lot like the bridge. It does. You know, Shot it, from a it different really angle. Does. Yeah. Ooh, man, I, she really jams on it, his foot with her heel. It's, yeah, she does. It's like the octagonal design. Of this room. Well, you know, the ships in the future have to be very, you know, right, modular. Right. And... But it just, like, if you notice, the bridge has a similar, like, like lines to the architecture. Let's be honest. There's probably only, like, three sets in this movie, and two of them are factories. Yeah, I would say most of, most, most of the film is at a factory. Honestly, I kind of like to believe, deep down in my heart, that this was all shot at one facility. I would like to believe that, too. That they shot the factory scenes in, like, the warehouse factory area, and then they went into the offices of this, you know, factory yeah, place, whatever like it was. like, the generator room. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, like legitimately, like, if in a lot of buildings, just from my job, I know it. There's a lot of buildings that you go in there that are like this, that half of the building is, like, a regular office building yeah. that literally just looks like the office, you yeah, know? Yeah, like the logistics of the factory. Yeah, which is what all the, like, inside ships look like. Yeah. And even even looks like they brought, like, the computers from the office <laughs> and just, like, put them in there, too. But yeah, this looks sci-fi. Because another touch I love from movies of this era is when you have a television screen being filmed on a film camera and you get that rolling black bar yeah and all the, these high-tech computers have that rolling black bar yeah, like an alien yep it's fantastic great well time. see at least in the first alien movie though they had the the dos computers yeah. that just had the the green and black like matrix style looking yeah. screens or, or uh fall, fallout they were basically the fallout yeah, i mean computers oh, this scene. she kicks him in the balls he immediately shoots him in the dick yep yep <laughs> <laughs> we call that the double whammy <laughs> uh, poor guy yeah yeah they are so 
violently like they're vindictively violent towards the bad well, guys i mean i guess when you're fighting mutineers you have to make an example out of them i suppose but it just feels again i have so much trouble cheering for the good guys of this movie I mean, especially when the the bad guys have hair like this dude with his like Terry Taylor chicken Dead raccoon. Yeah, it's like Chris Jericho from two thousand and seven <laughs> WWE, like faux hawk going on. But the fact that it's like a faux hawk that that bleeds down into like a little mullet in the back. It's just, what thirteen years in the colony ship. People mm-hmm. are gonna start diverging from the norm. Yeah, generations. Sorry, I keep messing up. Like thirteen generations. Space yeah. madness. Space madness and uh, cultural like deviation. And yeah, maybe man. at the end of the film, the twist will be that they've been underwater all this time. Right? Oh wow, Pandora, right? <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Yeah. See, he took off. He's he balled it up. He's Red Brown is totally like a thirteen-year-old kid in a tuxedo at a wedding. <laughs> He's like, "Sorry, I to take this off. Yeah, want to take this dumb tie off." I want to wear my t-shirt. I want to go back to your special place. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, ladies. Because even the special place is in a goddamn factory. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just, like, the agricultural like, yeah. wing of the ship. Because I want to, like, rewind for a second. Again, if you're watching this as a commentary, rewind your brain back to the scene where they were having sex. And, and okay, I love when, when movies do this. In, in, in like Always in bad movies, this happens. Yeah. When they decide, they're like, Let's right. slightly obscure Let's the see. scene. I'm gonna, yeah. Where where should I shoot this scene from? I know. Let's put the camera behind a you know a valve. Yeah. So that we're shooting through the valve. Like why the fuck? Why don't you just put it literally anywhere else in the room? You're obscuring the whole like, what fucking kind of scene. Point is, are we like creeping yep. on them? Like one of my favorite bad movies of all time, uh, Samurai Cop, has a great version of that where there's like this it, near the very end of the movie when the bad guy the bad guys like holding the girl hostage and the good guys are holding guns on him from across the room for some reason the director decided to shoot like most of the scene from behind this like weird wooden sculpture that's like in the middle of the room and it's just like why are you move it just move it you made this movie and i love in move bad movies where it's just like it feels like the movie's going, there's nothing else we can do. We threw up our hands. We just have to, we're at the mercy of what's happening. And it's like, you made the movie. The director Make of cinematography different. is insane. Save us. <laughs> right. We're doing our best. <laughs> you don't want to see what it looks like without the wooden sculpture shot. Yeah, that's really what I think is happening. It's some poor, poor editor sitting in like a dank room with with all the film reels just like crying softly <laughs> oh yeah and here's the scene where the the epic shootout in the uh the factory. multi-tiered factory mm-hmm. and evil david bowie is just kind of creeping off into the corner he's seen by red brown and acknowledges the fact that it's like oh i know you're one of the mutineers and he's like ah, and then he escapes he doesn't bother telling anyone that this is the this is yeah it's yeah. right here damn flight, you flight commander bowie is a bad guy yeah. like yeah i know Hey, you know what? I've been thinking, what do you think this factory made? Um, <laughs> That's what I want to know. Raw steel. <laughs> You're Robo right. cops, maybe? I, I was wondering, it, it kind of looks like it might be a, um, a, uh, like a foundry. Yeah. Or something, because it has all these like big Piping metal and vats and pipes yeah. and big stuff. windows, yeah. multi-tiers. Either very toxic chemicals or very molten metals. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that is like non-operable, which is why they could do all these explosions yeah. around what look like gas tanks and stuff. Because I I bet you there's like no nothing works in here. Oh, I think I see some branding on the pipe. Is it Ace Chemicals? Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah, it could be Ace Chemical. You never know. 
Hey, do I see a do I see a gangster in a purple suit falling into a vat of acid back yeah, there? Yeah, Reb Brown, why didn't you just save him? Damn it, Reb! It turns out Reb Brown caused the Tim Burton Joker. <laughs> hey, we'll find out this fall. We will. We yeah. will. Oh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Hey, I'm I'm like I'm. Uh, I trust Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. I do, but I do not trust DC movies. Fair at enough. All. Since they haven't made, <laughs> he doesn't care at all that <laughs> okay. his friend just got a smoking hole burnt in his torso. And I always, falls, I always, crumples. okay. So movies from this era where the way people hold guns. Uh, I was talking about this on the last episode of my movie Better. We were talking about the movie uh, Masters of the Universe, yeah, which had a lot of this. These because the actor, because the special effects guys had to literally, you had to like keep completely still if you were shooting, and they're gonna make a laser come out of it. So like everybody holds their guns in a like a really awkward way with their arms, and they never move them around when they're shooting or move their bodies. They just like plant and are like, like the opening scene of episode four. Yes, pretty much. Um, where it's just like, wow, why are you doing that? Oh right, yeah, because our guns have no recoil, and because the special <laughs> effects guy needs you to be completely still so they can overlay the laser effect. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, they didn't have a problem doing the lightsaber though. No, they didn't. But that I, I read about sometimes how they beast, did that. Perhaps. Um, and that was it. Kind of was, and that was also based on the fact that they had a crappier effect that they were using beforehand. And it was so bad that that was like one of the things that they were like, we gotta fix this before we make the. So movie. they just kind of like developed that effect on set. Yeah, per, or well, actually not on set in post. Oh, okay, did, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I might be wrong. Oh yeah, it of was course. In, that stuff doesn't happen on set. <laughs> they talk sorry. about it in the lengthy two to four hour fucking documentary that's on the oh, Star man, Wars DVD. Yeah, <laughs> I did watch it. That guy did eat shit. There's a, there are a couple <laughs> of those. Uh, down a flight of stairs. <laughs> another hallmark of like late '80s, early '90s movies are just dangerous stunts by non-stunt people <laughs> just fucking people eating shit, <laughs> totally hard off of like a st- like metal stairs, and you're just like God. Yeah. Oh, this movie also makes a lot of use of the fire suit as we're seeing now. Oh, yeah. Just a person in a in a flame retardant suit with flame retardant gel all over them and whenever someone falls from a height they always do the front flip yes you always got to do that and you make sure you want to land right on that on your back yeah you because that's what i was saying earlier about the whole meals on wheels thing where like you don't see anybody like doing a stunt and then landing you see just people falling into the abyss (laughs) of nothing you know because they don't want to show you the pad they couldn't flamethrower yeah, here we go. Not actually reaching no. them. The flamethrower, the most useless weapon ah. in the history of weapons, literally killed more more people who used it and the guys around them in their platoon. Hey, there's Sam. Literally killed more people that used it than killed enemy combatants. Mostly just intimidation and clearing out tight spaces. Yeah, but I also I believe that if I read I read this a while ago and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. Um, they stopped being used by basically any military when it became evident that, A, like I just said, it would kill basically only the people who used them yeah. and make you a target if you were carrying one from, by, for enemies. But also, nobody wanted to be the flamethrower guy yeah. because it was a death sentence. Also, so. like, if your unit was captured, you decided to surrender, no one would ever take the flamethrower guy alive. You were killed immediately. Yep, because if you had killed anyone, it was kind of, it's kind of like being a sniper in the same way. Where like, like, oh, you're a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kill people in a bad way that's yeah. not honorable or something. So, yeah, flamethrowers, they suck. But in video games and movies, they are the coolest, coolest thing, thing ever. Thing. 
It's actually the same thing with the bazooka from the 80s. The bazooka was not an effective weapon. And surface, like, like ground surface missiles are... Well, I think I didn't really... I think the bazooka was more of just like an anti-tank gun. It is an anti-tank, but, but but basic weapons like that, like anti-tank weapons that are used by a person on foot, yeah. are not very effective and not. Unless really it's the used. Panzer Shrek. Well, yeah, I mean they were to some extent. They were used way more in like World War II and in Korea and in Vietnam, but but by now they're basically not used at yeah. all. Yeah, all all it is is guided missiles now, like the uh, yeah. What is that? The javelin. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or well, because it's like, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like it's not, it's not practical nor safe for someone Anyone to be carrying it. a bunch of yeah. missiles around, and like it makes you a target for enemy combatants yeah. if they want to take out a whole bunch of people. They just shoot the bazooka guy. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah her so. shooting position where she's just like. Well, so, yeah, I like how she like Jackie Chan that she yeah. was like hanging and apparently I, I don't know because she's there's a rope but it's not tied around her at all but she's legitimately hanging from a beam with like one arm and shooting and that core strength I don't know man she, like even like I said Jackie Chan he was hanging in rush hour and yeah. he couldn't hold on with two hands I don't know how she did we get to see David Bowie unceremoniously killed here and it almost looks like the space witches are like influencing this demise yeah the space witches told him to do it that's a good point like, oh it, you need to crawl into that little pit there or maybe they just were like red brown get him <laughs> he knows too much yeah see look at that he's like oh yeah buddy instead of just shooting you he's like no please help me i'm going to kill you in the slowest way possible so you can witness your own death like it would have made more sense if he killed red brown that way yeah. <laughs> he's the one that has a vendetta against red brown red brown doesn't even remember this fucking guy like oh yeah the guy there you go see that see that gel that's all over his body now yeah that fire safe gel every bad every every truly bad movie has to have that because it is one of the easiest stunts to do and it's one of the cheapest stunts to do is it yeah i kind (laughs) of that gel is like pretty is not very expensive can you like just get it easily I, I don't know if you... Yeah, I'm sure you probably could somewhere. Because if... You know, I keep on saying this theoretical uh, second space mutiny. Like, I would totally, like, want to do that. We could totally make <laughs> a second. I'm totally down to make space mutiny. So two. so here's the idea. It can either take place in, I guess, like a factory or some... You right. know, a new space. Or it could take place many years later when they reach the planet. And it's going to be space mutiny 2... Uh, we gotta go back. <laughs> Space Mutiny Two Rebel Rebel Planet, rebel and there's a re- rebellion on the colony. Okay, okay, I'd be down for that. I would if so. Like Reb Brown becomes the bad guy. Well, not even that. This could be like after like his generation has passed, and it could be a what descendant if, of Red Brown. What if? All right, Red Brown. What if we, we, we in this movie you cut in scenes from Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> From the new Battlestar Galactica. Yes. No, but I was going to say, f- from this movie, that are like scenes of, like, you take a bunch of action scenes and other stuff of Red Brown, and it's like, you put them into the new movie where it's like the people are studying Red Brown's military techniques. Oh, He's like, become, he, he like, was the best warrior known yeah, on, on yeah. the Southern Sun. The greatest warrior of the ancient Southern Sunship. And it's become like this, this like, legend. So it, it turns into Metal Gear Solid 2, more or less, where he's yeah, being yeah. studied and trying <laughs> to like, replicate it. Pretty much. Uh, I'd be totally down for that. I'd also like, um, you know, like I'd like to see a movie where it, it's like Calgon has just like hides oh, in the battle. Calgon's still in it, but yeah. he's he's like cybernetic because he's like half burnt. 
Yeah, but like, see, the only problem is that is like how, because he's like still on the ship, and that was my whole problem with just this movie having the balls to act like it was going to have a sequel in the first place, but also setting it up that way. It's like, so Calgon is horribly burned. He's all alone. And apparently all of his guys are either dead or arrested or whatever. And he's in the bowels of the ship all alone. And, but he's still alive. So the movie is definitely telling you like, Hey, Calgon's still alive. That's bad news. So like, where does he theoretically, like, where does he go from there? He could be so like badly burned, disfigured, that he could just kind of pretend to be a casualty of the battle in like the in the whatever room they were fighting in, and just be like, "Oh yeah, the flamethrower guy got me." True. And then like he go, he just <laughs> he just puts on a mustache and he he hides on the ship for years until he gets his revenge. Or he I think freezes himself so when he's on the planet, right, he can right. fantasize rebellion or, again. Or like the movie w- would probably happen because also okay, another thing I love here in this the fi- we're kind of at the final. Yeah, are we action. watching the Running Man right now? Yeah, you know, right. It's very <laughs> actually kind of similar to the Running Man. I also like how anytime you have a close-up it is so evident that they're not moving like you can in the same hallway just going back and forth right but also like that like they're literally even if i feel like sometimes it looks like they're like maybe moving they're they have some people shaking it around yeah. but like there's a bunch where like you can tell that they're not moving they're distance still, wise yeah. yeah the the cart is in one position it's not moving forward yeah, or backward it's like one of those like kind of bouncy horse rides that you see yeah. on the outside of like a supermarket or something mm-hmm. And so, like, we're at this final, like, culmination battle race, death race 2000 Death scene. race 2000. And, uh... Frankenstein. So I think it's apt time to kind of wrap up, like, what our general, like, overall final thoughts are were on this film, watching it again here. Um, I, I personally would say that it's definitely one of my favorite, like, bad movies, and it just has so much good to it because of how bad it is and that's like really the definition of a good one so honestly i never really thought about it before we did this i would put it up with like the top ones not like number one or number two but i'd put it in like the top 10 list with movies like the roman shit it's it's definitely exceptional when it comes to bad movies i'd say it's a good like board game or like tabletop movie like if you're playing D &D to just have in the background yeah people just yell out quotes exactly exactly try to be red brown exactly yeah, what are some of, like, what were your, like, favorite quotes from this movie? Because there's a lot of good ones. Shoes. Yeah. Shoes. 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 I, I mean, probably the most, I think the most famous quote is probably... Uh, Red Brown screaming? No. Uh, you're, it's Calgon saying, you'd be more attractive with your mouth shut. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's his delivery is so much better than mine right there. But he's like, you'd be more attractive with your mouth shut. Um, There's also the nerd who gets thrown off the balcony. He was like, oh, I'd rather jump. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. And uh, Calgon in general has a lot of lines. Actually, that that moment right there where after Calgon blows up, Red Brown throws him the, like, oh, yeah. F you thing. It's like where you, like, grab in between your elbow. Yeah. I don't even know. I think it's up yours maybe is what it is. Also, it just goes to show how shitty these vehicles were because she got hit, like, like head on. Yeah. Like, at full speed. And yeah. she's fine. She's yeah. not even concussed. Um, we also just had another one of my favorite lines from Calgon. Right before he attempts to kill Leah, he goes, take this, take that, you space bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I laughed so hard when he said Yo, that. He has a, he just has a oh, bunch of... He also of... called her a big bitch on another line. No, I think that's... Or was that Evil that's David that, Bowie? No, that's that line. It sounds... I swear to no, God. I, I swear to God that he says space bitch once, and on another occasion, he also says big bitch. I don't think so, because I swear to God... <laughs> 
I thought no, I swear to God. that line right there at the very end was big bitch. So like when I went and recorded it yesterday, I was like, oh, LOL, big bitch. Like that's what I thought he was saying, even when I played it back. Yeah. Then today, when I was doing some research, I was flipping through quotes and I saw take that you space bitch. And I'm like, he said that too? Like I was a bit and then I listened back to it again and turned the volume way up and I was like, oh, he does say space. So I think you did the same thing yeah, I maybe did. Maybe I'm just having like a weird yeah. like Mandela Sad- effect. Sadly, I don't think he says take that you big bitch, but I thought he did too. Also, at the end, sorry to, to interrupt, but at the end of the film, they're making out, like, dressed almost in, like, wedding gowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's like, oh, aren't you going to miss your flight? And he's like, no, like, will I be in time back to marry you or something? But, like, what flight are they talking <laughs> yeah, so, about? Yeah, Where are they flying? She says, like, you're going mi- to be late for your flight. And then he goes, does that mean you're not going to marry me? Yeah. It's like, what does that fucking mean? Like, I'm more curious about what the flight is. Right, and, like, like it would make sense if at that point he was, like, pulled out a ring or, like, made it look like he was proposing yeah. in some Gave way, her- but... Go that that happens off screen. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I it just it yeah, it makes no fucking sense. And then it like it would have made more sense if yeah, like you just if he was like, oh well, yeah, well, I'm the commander. What are they gonna? I'm like you know, because it feels like that's what they're implying there. But it just yeah, it's just, the lines make no sense in a lot of this movie. And as we see here, wrapping it all up, Calgon burned as hell. His eyes are closed. Oh man, he's totally dead. So dead. <gasps> What's this? He's alive. And looks very angry. So yeah, I give Space Mutiny a solid uh, five Calgons out of five. It, like I said before, is one of my favorite of these types of movies. And if you have not seen it, you should go watch it. And then listen to this again while watching it. Watch it twice. Because it's, it's on that Amazon good. Prime. It is. That's yeah. where we're watching it right now. It is. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free on Amazon Prime. Wow. Which isn't really free because you're paying for Amazon yeah. Prime. Um. Oh, I didn't know this. The woman who played Lieutenant Lamont is named Billy Second. And that's a very interesting name. Yeah, that's an interesting name. All right. Hey, the guy who played Calgon's bodyguard is Guy, named Pringle. guy Pringle. This is really the best part where we're now we're watching the credits. We can just name some of these people like Chip Mitchell, who or I guess the character named Mohawk, who I'm assuming is the fuzzy Mohawk, Mohawk. is Evan Clisson. Yeah, he must have been that guy with the Jericho hair. I wonder. I'm these looking, must be like South South African names. I was looking for a guy named maybe Dog or Bear <laughs> or maybe like Big Fred or something yeah. like that as the the mullet guy, but no. We got the oh, oh we have the five Balerians. And complete with Balerian <laughs> one, two, three, yeah. four, and yeah. five. Yeah, we didn't need all the information. You could have just said Balerians and then listed them. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. That's usually what they do in these movies. So yes, that was Space Mutiny. It's fantastic. It's great. Um And if you want to watch something that also happens to be clips from the TV show of Battlestar yeah. Galactica. And not the actual show Battlestar Galactica. And could take place in the same universe because it's the same ships and enemies. Yeah, basically, if you want to get the gist of what Battlestar Galactica is kind like, of about. much, much worse. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess that's kind of basically it. Um, I will really quickly plug, obviously, my movie's better, which you're listening to right now. So, like, share, and subscribe. We have a new episode coming out probably this weekend or early next week on Kung Fu movies. But you guys, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're doing? Uh, We are the Dork Web, and we are doing comics, games, and movies. We just had episode 15 come out called Endgame, 
which Whoa, is what's well, that no, about? No, it was game it's over. called Game Over. Game I'm, over. I'm screwing it up. Anyways, uh, but it was about Endgame. It was I about assume. Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's it was a delight. We even walked through the Infinity Gauntlet uh, comic. Because I have, compare. yeah, I remember reading it once, making me the expert of the group. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's it. Damn, I wish you guys had asked me. I would have totally guessed, guessed, ew, guessed, starred on that and helped you with that. Because I know a lot about that comic run. It's one of my. It's favorites. really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Expe- oh man, like the biggest thing I wish that they had in the movie was that chapter called the Astral Conflagration. Yeah. Because you have Galactus and all these other celestial beings just laying this smack down on Thanos, it's but he can't be defeated. Yep. I also just like generally the whole idea that Thanos does not give a shit about morals or doesn't have some greater purpose like in the movies. He doesn't care about people dying or surviving or his planet starving or any of that bullshit. He's just doing it for death. He just wants to show that he is the baddest motherfucker right. and that death will recognize him. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's so much cooler. I think than what the MCU yeah, did, even, even though his, I like it. The whole Infinity Gauntlet thing isn't even his idea. Mm-hmm. He was tasked to it. Exactly. It also has some other great characters like Mephistopheles. And Adam Warlock. Yes, and oh my God, MCU. I know no one involved in it will listen to this podcast, but if you ever do, what the fuck? Adam Warlock. He, he should have he already. He more or less is the Soul Stone. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the sidestep. Well, we won't talk about it, but <laughs> the sidestepping of the Soul Stone. Yeah. Yeah, side- no one bothered complete. figuring out what it actually does. Yeah, no. And I don't even think the comic books completely answered that. No, they do. It's the power over life and death and like spontaneous creation of like life. And the thing that they needed. Essentially creating yeah. bodies for dead spirits to go. Right. It's, a, it's, it's the mastery of life and it's death. It's the Dragon Balls of the Marvel yeah. Universe where you can be like, oh, can you we... want to bring back Yamcha? Yeah, okay. you want to bring everybody's dead back, here you go. And um, don't give me that bullshit where the Hulk is like, oh, I, I tried, I really tried to bring her back, but I, I just couldn't. Even when... with the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, I couldn't yeah. bring her back to life. So, yeah, don't say who, because spoiler yeah. alerts, but yes, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think that just in general, though, to just, there's a lack of just that great Jim Starlin sort of cosmic storytelling that will happen. Also in the Jack Kirby too. And Jack Kirby, of yeah. course. Yeah. New Gods um is one of my favorite comic books ever. The fourth and, world. Oh the fourth world and is Scott fantastic, Green. which yeah. we also mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um we are the forever it's funny, people. I'm so glad we're doing this movie and talking about all this stuff because last week, like I said, we covered my uh Master of the Universe, which also that movie is literally a new gods movie and if you go and you just erase from your mind that he-man ever existed and think just about new gods when you watch that movie you're like holy shit this literally like follows the plot (laughs) of one i forget which one it was but it's one particular like arc of that comic and uh it's fantastic so i was really glad to also cover this movie because it kind of falls in the same like weirdly like it's like space opera really is the best way to put it where it feels really epic but also has this weird like like i said earlier it feels like knights and castles yeah. in a weird way at the same time so it's almost a 40k movie yeah it's Man, like my close. wish my wish for the imperial uh, 40K guard tv show on hbo yeah man one day maybe i'm so su- i'm honestly i'm surprised they haven't capitalized on that yet I someone think, i think They'll... honestly and uh, this probably won't make it into the podcast but i think honestly it's just that the expense of making something like that i think people are intimidated and pleasing all the neckbeards because you Not know yeah. they're gonna be so like adamant on the lore being perfect. perfect right like okay his coloration's wrong his epaulette should be on the other side yeah like, but he i also... wouldn't have that purity seal in 
While you're going to have that, I think you're going to have that with anything. They, they had that with Harry Potter. They had that with Game of Thrones. So, like, I think that really I just think it's just not big enough or no no producer has come across it and been like, hey, this is, like, a totally untapped. I mean, they'll give their license here. out to anyone who wants to make a game. Right. I mean, honestly, if they wait too long, maybe Blizzard will just do it. True. <laughs> they <laughs> wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, we're not doing anything right now. WoW's kind of failing. Uh, can yeah. we try Warhammer again? Exactly. So on that note, we will say goodnight, goodbye, good luck, all those good things. Thank you guys for being on the show. Make Pleasure sure to check your local factories yeah. for any... Uh, <laughs> you, for Calgon. Yeah, Calgon. Yeah, there, there may be a space mutineer still hiding in a factory you never know and uh as always come back and listen again and hopefully next time we will possibly cover like captain america or one of the other of the oh, many so. great Close out the or red, the original the red brown. we the could red. do the original avengers film we could do yeah. the uh it wasn't george Clooney. it was david hasselhoff uh nick fury yes there was uh, the, that but there's also the red brown movie that's uh rambo yeah. Oh, Strike, Strike Commander. Commander. Yeah, Strike Commander yeah. or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening and goodbye. online access to the central has been transferring large amounts of explosive and then simply covering the requisition. I wouldn't have found out about it unless central asked me to confirm acceptance of a hundred units of chemoplastic and atomic compound. I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine that amount of explosive lying around in the ship's engine room? Anyway, I, I think I've traced who it is. I want to speak to somebody from command, please. Okay. For the sake of security, I think it would be better if you came up here and asked for me. Lieutenant Lamont. Right. Turn the game console off right now. What a thrill. What did you say? With darkness and silence through the night. The mission is a failure. Cut the power right now. What a thrill. What's wrong with you? Don't worry. I'm searching and I'll melt into you. It's a game. It's a game just like usual. What a fear in my heart. But you're so supreme. You'll ruin your eyes playing so close to the TV. What are you talking about? Not for honor, but for you. Hi. I understand how you feel. You? How could you know how I feel? Listen, lady, I did what I had to do. Don't you think I realized a good man died? A man I respected and loved? Hey, I don't need this. Wait. Listen, lady. I did what I had to do. He's dead. That wasn't... Dead. A... What difference does it make? What the hell are you doing anyway? That could have been you dead down there. I've never seen anybody burn before. You should have stayed up on the bridge safe with your father. The enforcers are not going to attack again. Yeah, how the hell do you know that? Well, if you'd shut up, I'd tell you... What difference does it Calvin's make? Calvin's dead. They have He's no dead. leader. They have no choice There's nothing we can do about it. My father. Forget it. I don't need this.
You're much more attractive with your mouth shut. No, no, the law must be upheld. We cannot break it. What is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? My movie. Better. Enjoy it, folks, and right now. Take this, you great bitch.